who's ready to rock and roll. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Frisco Report. We got a lot to cover today. You know how we do it here. Serious camo time, baby. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Joe? How you been, brother? It's good. It's good. We're coming off a victory. Two in a row. First in the whole season. It's pretty pathetic, but I, I'll take it. So, Mike, we've got a lot of discussion to go over with, with you. Everybody that's tuning in live around the world, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. We're going to talk about the 2018 draft class. Uh, we're going to talk about the L, the linebacker conversation. We got to have it, you know. We're going to hit a little bit on uh, Kellen Moore, and we're going to close it out with possible outcome for the remaining games. Eagles coming up, that kind of thing. So without further ado, Mike, the biggest news of the week, the the uh, Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl snub. I, I'm not even sure if it's, it's even a snub, really, because – no Cowboys made the Pro Bowl since 1989. Pretty, uh, pretty amazing that, that it's been that long. My what? But what's your take on that? It, it, the to me, the Pro Bowl is a a ballot to vote for the most popular football players. Right? I, I don't think necessarily talent has much to do with it. I think it's a popularity contest. Uh, you know, if you keep making Splash, splash plays, you're, you're going to get jersey sales, you're going to get merch sales, and, you know, you're going to get Pro Bowl votes. But the Cowboys, having zero Pro Bowlers going into this thing, it, it was bound to happen soon enough, right? We had all these injuries because uh, you, you, you could mark down three of them now that Travis Frederick retired, but you could always count on Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and, and, and Travis Frederick going, and then the rest was cake, right? But we got Dak out, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, all these guys out. The linebacker core don't even deserve a vote, if you ask me, for this team. There, there's nobody. Maybe Trayvon Diggs, if I think he would have stayed healthy, maybe he could have been a pro bowler, maybe. Um, but but other than that, I mean, you, you look at everything else. You know, Dalton Schultz, I, I Dalton Schultz probably would have got my pro bowl vote, if, I, if I'm being honest. But other than that, it, it all comes down to the general manager, Joe. Seriously, that's what it comes down to. And it's the there's a saying, right? If you light two end of the candles, eventually it's going to burn out. And Jerry Jones, the business and the GM, his candles burnt, Joe. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> I agree, man. Everybody that's in, watching live and in the comments, let me know what you guys think about the Pro Bowl snub. Do you agree with it? Is there anybody that you think, you know, should have made it? Okay. Um, supposedly the game isn't going to be played because of COVID and this kind of thing. So we're probably, we're probably not going to get any alternates, obviously, you know, for that reason, but anybody that you guys think should be that maybe, you know, may have uh, earned a slot, let us know in the comments, let us know in the chat box. I think the one, um, that I would probably go with might be Amari Cooper. I think he's mm. had a, a quiet, you know, 
season, but the numbers are there. You know, um, solid numbers for the most part. He's a uh, I don't know. Did he break the the thousand mark yard mark yet? I think if not, he, he's pretty close to it. He needed fifty yards last time I checked, and I don't remember if that was before or after the this game that we played. Let me look here. Yeah, so that would be mine. Amari Cooper, you know, I think that, but everybody else, uh, I do like Dalton Schultz. You know, he's like top five tied in, which is pretty good, like really, really good. So. Excuse me. I agree with you on that, Mike. Guys, in the comments, who else should have made the Pro Bowl possibly for the Cowboys? Amari Cooper, Craig Young. Let's see what everybody else has gotten here. Amari Cooper is at 952. 952. So, yeah, he should get it. Uh, you know, Amari talked about at the beginning of the season that there were going to be three of these guys having 1,000 yards. Doesn't look like they're going to reach that mark, but a lot has happened since that prediction from Amari so it could be Amari uh I think I think Lamb might have a, a shot at getting close to it yeah we'll, we'll see draft time says Dalton Schultz yeah that's, that's not a bad one there it's not a bad one for sure let us so, know in the comments guys what you what you he, think there so you talked about receiving so um, right now, Amari Cooper's at 952, CeeDee Lamb's at 827, and Michael Gallup's at 673. And it looks like Michael Gallup's going to stay right there at 673 just because of the hip injury. That's right. That's right. So that ain't going to do it. That ain't going to do it. All right, guys. So speaking of some of these guys that we hit on, Dalton Schultz, um, you know, Michael Gallup, let's talk about this 2018 draft class because really that's – that is the main topic of this discussion tonight, guys. Where is this draft class at? You know, Bill Parcells, Tom Landry always would say, year three, you know what you have. Right, Mike? So mm -hmm. looking at our year three, guys, we're looking at the 2018 draft class, which you and I got to hang out at AT&T Stadium for that draft. It was pretty exciting. And I don't know if you remember, Mike, but whenever the, our pick came up and Leighton Van Der Esch's name was given was it a mix of booze and you know that kind of thing i, I kind of remember that it wasn't an overwhelming you know uh cheering for that pick what, what's your thoughts on where Leighton van der Esch is at right now in year three well there, there dude i so if you went to the draft you know you know about this but there was scott hansen LaDavian Tomlinson and Marcus Jones drew on this stand in front of the stadium. And if you were outside and you were in front of it, you could see that they were there all night, all three days. It was kind of cool to see those three guys there. Um, and as soon as they announced Leighton Van Der Esch, Joe, you could hear a pin drop outside the stadium. And Scott Hansen said, what happened? Did the Dallas Cowboys just re-sign Des Bryant? <laughs> And it, it, it's so surreal. And then I watched out because I went back to the hotel after that. We watched the news and Cowboy fans on the news, Dallas News, was like, this was the worst pick, blah, blah, blah. I think we needed wide receiver at the time. Mm -hmm. But then they, they went and got Michael Gallup, you know, in the third round. But um, and then, you know, talked about the safety. I mean, there was just a, a lot of things going on. But no one really liked that draft pick. And I, I was one of them. I'll, I'll admit it. I, I was not happy with the pick. Um, you know, you had – NFL analysts comparing him to Brian Urlacher. Um, and then you had the the argument of he only played eight-man football. Um, 
So there's a lot of mixed emotions there. But overall, on on an alphabet grade, I, that's a B plus move for me. It's not an A plus. It's a B plus move for me. Yeah. Yeah, guys, let us know what you think about the 2018. We're talking about the first pick here. Leighton Vanderish, was that the right pick looking back at it now? You know, would you have gone somewhere else? You know, the people like Derwin James, you would have to have moved up to get him. He's injury prone as hell. I mean, this guy, he's he's not going to make it. So the other pick that a lot of fans were talking about was Calvin Ridley, right? So that pick looks like it's working out for the Falcons. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys right now, what we're sitting at, you're getting a little bit of a feeling of, I think I've seen this before. And Cowboy Mike makes a good comparison, in my opinion, that Sean Lee 2.0. Guys, is LVE Sean Lee 2.0? Mike, what's your thoughts on that? I, I wouldn't dub it just yet. Sean Lee's problem was, and I talked to a doctor about this actually, is when the, you have an, AT, uh, an ACL tear, then they take some of the hamstring to repair that ACL. So then after the ACLs, what started happening to Sean Lee? Hamstring issues, right? So with Leighton Van Der Esch, we got a little bit of the neck that we knew was a problem going into drafting him, right? So far, he's had the neck stinger, the flare-up. Remember that whole talk last year about the flare-up? He had surgery. He goes in week one, breaks his collarbone. Now he's going in with the high ankle spring. I think I honestly think right now it's just tough luck for the guy. Broken collarbone, high ankle spring, nothing to do with the neck just yet. Just one little scare last year, right? But I wouldn't tag him as Sean Lee 2.0 just yet. Yeah. No, but, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of on the fence because I think you break down the numbers of games played and miss. I think they're within, like, two or four games. So uh, mm-hmm. comparing Sean Lee's career and Leighton Van, it's kind of close. So there's definitely – Something to it. I could I, I can understand Cowboy and Mike, you know, making that that there and uh you know kind of hard to argue against that. Ridley and Lamb would have been nasty. Can you imagine? That that would have been that would have that would have been awesome, actually. Ridley's in his prime too, man. I had him in fantasy. I think it was in our league that we played in together, or it was might have might have been my NFL fantasy one, but God Lee, that guy's giving me some points. Yeah. So let us know in the comments, guys, or if you're watching this on the replay, would you would you stick with the LVE pick? Are you happy with it? How do you feel he's contributing to this season? You know what I mean? So if we're talking about this season, it's been kind of hit and miss. Obviously, he's he's missed some time here and there. But, uh, you know, there's there's been those flashes where he looked like his rookie season. And I, I want to see more of that. So we'll see, man. I think next year is going to be big for him. If we get another pedestrian type of injury type riddle type of season, I don't know if they get, I don't know if he gets a second contract. He's to me, I got to see some more durability out of that. Uh, Mike in the second round, Connor Williams. All right. 28, 2020 season. What's, what's your gut feeling here? Has he improved at all? Where, where's he at right now in the Cowboys 2020? Well, this is the, the this right here brings back memories just being there at the draft because. Um, the Cowboys had a trade on the table for Earl Thomas with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks never called back. The Cowboys' time was ticking. So um, they went ahead and drafted Connor Williams, who I was a big – we just had him on the show, Dallas Cowboy fan, 1980. 
we, we were right beside each other talking trash, just some Eagle fans. And, uh, yeah, Connor Williams, man. Um, I, I think he's coming up. I think he had the highest pro football grade uh, last week against the 49ers. But that's not saying much because if you look at our line. But um, he got the weight on. Um, he, he's built just like Zach Martin, but he just don't have that talent as Zach Martin. He, he played left tackle at Texas. He's playing right guard. I don't know if it's a learning curve. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I, I great. I'll, I'll give this a solid C. Yeah, Connor Williams into year three for me, Mike. I think um, I didn't see anything the first two years. This season, I think you are kind of seeing that 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 leap, but not a big leap. I think it's a, a little skip. So, you know, you are seeing some of the numbers, but – People need to be careful with, with the PFF and these kind of things because I look at it like this. He's one of your remaining vets on that team, and these guys are going to find the least, you know, uh, resistance to the quarterback. You know what I mean? And, and it's through going through Brandon Knight. It's definitely going through Terrence Steele. You know what I mean? So, you know, but I think he's holding up. I think there's a little bit of, of hope there that, that year four, it's going to be interesting. I think it might come down to does LVE or Connor Williams get the second contract? I don't know if they can, you know, afford these two players. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the next player in the third round, Mike, Michael Gallup. All right. But guys, before we move on to Michael Gallup, what's your thoughts on Connor Williams? Are you happy where, where he's at in his career going into year three, how he's played in 2020. Let us know in the comments how you feel about Connor Williams. Soup trap. Connor is okay. In critical third down, blitzes he folds like a lawn chair. Yeah, I, Mike, I see this too, right? Like, you know, he'll hold up here and there. But, yeah, sometimes in these critical moments, he gets bull rushed. I, I still feel like he's still dealing with strength issues here, Mike. Yeah, it's all about the technique. He he leans too much. And when you lean as a guard or a tackle, for that matter, you've gave up your position. Um, I mean, you, you look at Zach Martin, he stays upright. He gets his hands inside of the shoulder pads. And there's not a lot of guys that can beat Zach Martin. The only guy I really seen put Zach Martin down was Aaron Donald. But, um, you yeah. know, he, he, he has to learn that technique. And if he don't, he, he's, he's going to be a – that um, what you call it the the uh, crap? What's that word I'm looking for, Joe? The was has player? Is that what it is? Was has been? Yeah, has beens. He was a, he would he'd be a has beens. Yeah, yeah. Got some comments here on what people think. Connor's okay. Yeah, we, we looked at that. Shenandoah Price. I hate Connor Williams. He is sorry. Let the QB sack a lot. Okay, so yeah. There's definitely going to be that side of it, you know, and it, it's hard to argue against that. Nobody wants to see the quarterback. You know, on their back or on the on the rush. Has been getting beat. <clears throat> yes, 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 indeed. Brian Jennings. Keep him as a backup. Okay. Mara Flores, he prefers Connor. I think you're talking McGovern. McGovern. Yeah. Connor's okay yet. Not solid for being a vet old lineman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My governor's better. So, yeah, I think this is what, what's going to be interesting <clears throat> about uh, how they do this next year is, you know, McGovern, a third-round pick, that's relatively high. Are you mm -hmm. just going to keep McGovern as a, 
our third rounder swing guard and this kind of thing. I mean, he it's actually paid off. I'm glad we have him because I think he's filled in relatively well, you know, in, in Zach yeah. Zach Martin's uh, absence. You absence. know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, and it, it'll be a good it'll be a good a good look for Mike McCarthy going in. Hopefully, with the with the full off season, uh, with this COVID vaccine that they're you know launching and stuff. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the Connors. Yeah, will there be a legit camp battle? We'll we'll take a look and see if, if they do that. Um, James Raven Connor isn't bad, but you can definitely upgrade. No question about it. All around serviceable. Yeah, I think that's really. A really good uh, assessment. I think that hits it right on the nail, right on the head, right there, James Raven. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, the third round pick, baby. We're talking about Michael Gallup. All right, into year three. You know, in the off season, my, uh, McCarthy said basically he's a number one. I I don't think that he's a number one. I I still feel that. Uh, He's a complimentary player, Mike. How do you feel where Michael Gallup is at in three year three here? I'm happy where he's at, to be honest with you. Mike McCarthy said something pretty smart. He said Michael Gallup is a number one wide receiver, and he absolutely is. You'll be foolish to say that he wasn't. Michael Gallup, he, I love it because he reminds me of a Michael Irvin and a Des Bryant mixed into one player. <laughs> too bad he's not wearing 88. You know what I mean? Because the, the guy can go get the ball. He He's very athletic like Michael Irvin was. He'll catch that sucker, right? There's just a lot of traits. He, just like Dez and Michael Irvin in their prime, Michael Gallup has that. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's – um, you know, and some people are quick to want to trade him in this and that. I, I, I want to keep Gallup, you know what I mean? Like the more weapons, the better, you know what I mean? And – you know, the way the defense is, you really got to have that offense humming. And, you know, assuming that you get Prescott back, which ultimately I think that's what's going to happen here, whether it's a franchise tag or long term, you want to have these weapons, right? So Gallup, year two of CeeDee Lamb is going to be crazy. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to pump it up, but I mean, he's having a really good rookie season. So year two, CeeDee Lamb, um, a full workout. I think that's going to be crazy good. And obviously, Amari Cooper. But guys, let me know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box. What do you think about Michael Gallup? You know, is he a guy that's going to get a second contract or is this somebody that's going to be unaffordable? You know what I mean? Let me know. So these top three picks, where is the money going to go? You, you, we've seen the Cowboys be cheap. You know, they don't. It's kind of rare that they're they re-sign some of these guys, Mike, for a second contract. So if you had the choice between LVE. Connor Williams or Michael Gallup, as we sit here right now, which one would get a second contract? Michael Gallup, hands down, because when it's when that contract is up, you can kick Amari Cooper to the curb, who will be older, right? You still have Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. Yeah, in interesting choice there, guys. Let let us know who who of those three, if you could only have one second contract for LVE, Connor Williams, or Michael Gallup. Who are you giving that second contract to? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box who gets that money, baby. Who gets it? You know, and and that's a it's kind of a good problem to have. I think they did well in this draft with these first three picks, Mike. Mm -hmm. Going to the fourth round, you get Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a guy that 
you know, has has shown up more because they've kind of forced him into the lineup. He's he's mainly brought in here for run defense. He's not going to pass rush the quarterback. And I think that's where we're having the conversation as far as where the hell is Bradley and I. And I think the the roadblock is probably Dorrance Armstrong. Mike, what's your thoughts on Dorrance Armstrong here in year three? I think Dorrance Armstrong will make a great nose in a 3-4, being honest. I, I really think he'll make a great nose in a 3-4. Um, but I, I think he's the one that had that kickoff fumble or punt return fumble when I guess the 49ers, whatever it was. But Dorrance, I, I liked him. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong is – Jason Witten, I saw Jason Witten. That was the biggest guy on the team. Jason Witten left. I saw Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, last year at training camp, that was the biggest guy on the team. This guy is massive. He needs to start start playing like a football player and not acting like one because he's having a lot of mental errors out there that's getting him beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a big part of the game. We always talk about that. The mental part of the game is underrated in a lot of this, and uh, you got to have that mental strength, that capacity to to show up. Marvel and Group is not about Dorrance Armstrong one bit. Dorrance Armstrong, get the you-know-what out of here. So <laughs> anybody else here not a fan of Dorrance Armstrong, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box. I think he's just a, a player. You know what I mean? For me, it's somebody you can upgrade through a draft pick next year. You can Maybe a free agent can outplay this guy. I think he's just a depth guy right now. I don't see anything long-term there for Dorrance Armstrong. Now, this next pick, Mike, is is a very interesting pick for me. And then we're talking about Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, I'm sorry, Dalton Schultz, right, out of Stanford. Year three, man, with the opportunity, he, I think, has really shown the biggest leap out of all of these guys, to be quite honest, in, in my humble opinion. I think, you know, you you see the, the leap. You know, I, I talk about a little bit of a skip with Connor Williams, I think you do see the leap here with Dalton Schultz, you know what I mean? And uh, top, he's a top five tight end right now in the NFL. That, that's pretty badass to me. And uh, he's somebody that I feel that could low-key get a, a second contract because I, I don't think he'll be expensive. I think he, he'll be affordable kind of in the same realm that they did with uh, Blake Jarwin, Jarwin, you know what yeah. I mean? What's your thoughts on uh, Dalton Schultz here, Mike, year three? Yeah, before I touch on that, Joe, Isaiah Hill, Dorrance Armstrong, 6'4", 260 pounds. That's not small. But on Dalton Schultz, I was a big fan. I was a big fan of uh, Dalton Schultz. Just he only, he only caught nine balls at Stanford, right? But that's how many times the ball was thrown to him. So I, I like that about it. He, he was catch reliable when he had the opportunities. And at the same token, Stanford's running scheme – was just like the Dallas Cowboys at the time, the zone running scheme. And Dalton Schultz, to me, would have been fantastic. Then what happened? Jason Witten came back out of retirement. Blake Jarwin was making a name of himself. So this guy found himself on the third, you know, third spot on the on the on the tight end team. And it's like, geez, get this guy, give this guy a chance. I remember people wanted Rico Gathers before they wanted <laughs> yeah. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, man. what are y'all talking? Who's Rico Gathers? Put this guy in. Is they- Dalton Schultz, man. Yeah. And now that he's getting the opportunity, he went from three to one like that. He's, it's, I think he has 500 yards receiving, five touchdowns. It looks real good for him. Looking really good, man. I, I love what I'm seeing out of him. And if you get a 
a recovered Blake Jarwin, I think that's going to be a really good boost to this uh, to this defense. You know what I mean? So, I mean, to the offense. So that, that's great. Uh, guys, let us know what you think about Dalton Schultz right now, year three. I think he's contributed a great deal this season. I think you see the potential has come to an actualization. So it's a it's a great it's a great story for me. I think you know we like like you said, Mike. Some people were calling for uh, <laughs> you know Rico Gathers even this year. Um, I think a lot of us weren't sure where Dalton Schultz was going to fall into this team. That you know some of us had predictions. You know that he may not even make the team. One of these other Titans was going to leapfrog him and he was going to be, you know, on the bubble. What a, what a difference a season makes, you know, when, when he got the opportunity. And I think he's one of these players in the same realm as Donovan Wilson, that when you actually get the shot, they're rolling with it and they're making something out of it. You know what I mean? The next man up, not all these guys have done it, but Donovan Wilson, Dalton Schultz, I think have, have done great, Mike. Yeah. They, they really have. And, uh, you know, that that's what you want in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. You want this, uh, you know, the, the, this needle in a haystack type player that can make this team take coaches and fans, for that matter, by surprise and go out there and make a name. And Dalton Schultz, he's a beast. I'm glad I'm glad he's doing good. He's definitely a beast, a beast. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Um, you know, we had a couple of other draft picks at the end of this 2018 class. That didn't make the team. Mike White, Chris Covington. You know they weren't they weren't here that long. They were here for a cup of coffee. Bo Scarborough, um, you know as well. But one six rounder that is still with the team is Cedric Wilson. Mike, how do you feel where he has developed in year three and contributed to the twenty twenty season? Cedric Wilson. Yeah, it's about time he's healthy. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's, it's about time a special teams coordinator can use his quarterback arm. It's about time a, a coach can, you know, use them and, and, and put them in the slot and do all kinds of trickery. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but you have that luxury to do it. We tried it with Des, with, uh, damn, uh, Cole Beasley. We tried it with Des Bryant. Um, you know, we, we tried it with a couple of players, but for some reason, Cedric Wilson doing these trick plays, who looks a lot bigger now than the past couple of years, you know, looks like more like a healthy wide receiver than a skinny tooth, like Orlando Scandrick, like a skinny toothpick. Um, just look, just he's playing yeah. the part and I like it. Yeah. I think, I think you nailed it right on the head there, Mike. Yeah. You know, the injuries plagued him his whole career. This is really the first season that we've seen him, uh, excel, you know what I mean? And then we heard Dak Prescott talk, uh, raves about him leading up to training camp, you know, that they were working out. He looked bigger, faster. And yeah, he, he did. He looks, he doesn't look brittle. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about him taking a hit and not getting up. So it'll be interesting to see where Cedric Wilson's career arc goes from here. You know, um, guys, let us know what you think about Cedric Wilson in year three. Have you seen that leap, that development? Um, or do you feel that uh, he probably, you know, will just finish this contract? out? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box what you think about Cedric Wilson. Exactly. And then guys, let's get let's get this like button up to 25. Do it right now. If you haven't hit like yet, hit like. let's get it to 25. Ready? Yes, sir. Set, yes, sir. Go. Pound that like button, baby. Pound that like button like you pound your favorite girlfriend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Your favorite girlfriend. You know how these players are, man. You don't that just have one girlfriend. You got 
you have a favorite, right? So pound it like you would her. All right, baby. We got so, 25. Thank you, guys. Let's keep rolling. There we go. We do appreciate that very much, sir. We do appreciate that very much. Going triple X pound. There we go. There we go. <laughs> appreciate those likes, guys. Appreciate those guys. Let's let's move into the linebacker conversation, guys. You know, we, we just hit on the LVE, but now as far as the linebackers go, where do you guys want to go with the linebacker? You know, after this season, you know, are you do you want to invest in a high draft pick, you know, in the first three rounds in the linebacker? Are you okay with LVE and uh Jalen Smith? Let us know in the in the comments here. Uh Mike, what's your thoughts on where the linebackers are right now? Well, the Cowboys didn't do them any favors. March, Justin March. Um, who who else is there? Crap. Um uh Sean Lee. Who else was on a one-year deal? That linebacker, what's his name? Help me out here. Oh, Joe Thomas. March. Joe Thomas, thank you. So you got Justin March, Joe Thomas, Sean Lee, all on one-year deals. You got injury plague and Leighton Vanderish right now. The signs on the wall, they're gonna they're gonna draft some linebackers. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, guys. Let, let us know what what do you guys think? Do you think that we're destined to drafting another linebacker here? You know, the hot name obviously right now is Michael Parsons. He opted out. He didn't, he didn't play, but he's one of these blue chip players that, uh, you know, is going to be on the radar, you know, for, you know, the stuff that he's put on tape in his first two years there. So, but, you know, there are other linebackers in this draft. You know, it doesn't have to be Michael Parsons. You have uh, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Cowboys supposedly have a high interest in him. And uh, you have a couple of other guys' names that are starting to elevate as we get closer to January, you know, it's, it's crazy how quick we're getting to the senior bowl and the scouting combine. It's just, it's amazing how fast this season has, uh, is approaching its end, man. And, you know, here we are talking about how, how can we improve the team? Right. So guys, mm -hmm. let us know what, how do you feel about the linebacker core? Are you okay with a Leighton Vanderesh and a Jalen Smith? I think we can all say that Sean Lee's probably not coming back. You know, we've, we've seen that, uh, Coaching might be his next uh, destination, Mike. You know, Mike McCarthy said if he's dumb enough, he can he can go into coaching. Obviously, you know, I think he's just teasing him and that kind of thing. But what's your thoughts on Sean Lee for twenty twenty one, Mike? Is it coaching? I, I don't think it will be. Um, and at the NFL level, all right. I, you know, he he loves Penn State, and uh, I, I think he'll might start off at the collegiate level. And then maybe work his way into the line to to the linebacker coach at an NFL level. Um, will it be with the Cowboys? I don't I don't know that, but um, I don't I don't know if he'll go straight into NFL coaching. He might he might take a year off, maybe do some college first, and then hop into the NFL. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I, I have no doubt whatever he gets into, he'll be successful. And I think you know coaching might be his calling. I think he might actually excel better at that. You know what I mean? He's he's very smart. He knows how to read the defenses. You know, I, I wouldn't mind keeping him as some sort of assistant. You know, let him get his feet under him in the coaching uh, area of the team. But I think his time as a player, it's uh, we got two weeks left, and that'll be it for the general. I think you'll. You'll hang them up the after the season. Riding off into the sunset, guys. Let us know what you guys think. What's a losing uh, record? Yeah, <laughs> what what uh, Sean Lee's gonna do here? Do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think his time is coming, Shenandoah. I do think so. 
other comments here on the linebackers, guys. Keep them coming. Soup trap. I would bring in a veteran, high IQ linebacker. Yeah, that that's another option, right? You know. So, will the Cowboys be week one, day one free agent spenders? That that's the thing here. Are they going to go the cheap route again? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. So we'll see what they do. But I I, I do agree with Soup Trap there. They they are going to go bargain bin again because there's going to be a reduced cap. If if they sign Dak Prescott or not, the, you know those those questions are to be said. Um, you know, th- there's a lot at stake on the salary cap, and Dak Prescott's going to eat up a lot of it. So, it, I'll be surprised if they do do even do some bargain hunting. Yeah, I think it's going to be bargain hunting 2.0, probably. You know, <laughs> you know, like you said, 18.0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's another one there. Michael Beers, that, that's a great one. That Nick Bolton is a hell of a linebacker as well. Keep an eye on him, and we'll definitely do some deep dives on these guys once we get a little bit closer to the draft. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of good ones here. Soup Trap, we need a linebacker in defensive tackle dearly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think you got to fortify that defensive line and, you know, throw another body there in the linebacker spot. I, I think – You'll do. I think the Cowboys would do a great disservice to themselves if they don't invest in, you know, like like a soup tribe said, a, a high IQ vet or a linebacker somewhere in this draft, and it's got to be a, a good one. I, I don't want to go and you know, here we go, a fifth round, sixth round linebacker. Get you somebody good, man. You know what I mean? Get get somebody. DJ Godson from Cleveland. If you want to go, you know, free agency hunting, mm-hmm. Reuben Foster, the, uh, <laughs> Ruben Foster. the, the Washington yeah. Redskins one, I'm just naming off a few, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is going to be the big question there, Shannon, though, is, you know, the, the Dak Prescott thing. That's going that's the storyline of the entire NFL ESPN, NFL Network, all, all these guys are going to be on top of it. It's it's the biggest one. And, and you know, like, I, like I said, Mike, this is going to be the biggest free agency offseason for the Cowboys since 1989. I mean, they got to get it right with the quarterback. They got to get it right with the draft picks. They can't have another repeat uh, bust in your free agent class. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be sitting here again, you know, questioning the defense. So... They got a lot, a lot to do there. A lot to do on defense. Mike, what's your take on Dak? Blue silver, calling you out here. <laughs> hmm. I. The Cowboys made a smart decision franchising franchise tagging Dak Prescott. But let's be honest, and I'm not a big believer in in his 1,800 yards this year. Um. Just I'm just not. There, there were garbage time yards. And, uh, I mean, sh- look at the scores. Look at the stats, third and fourth quarter stats where he's getting all these chunk plays. You know, when you start off the game, how many three and outs did we have? How do we go in that situation? Where was our red zone at? Um, you know, part of the offensive line was healthy during those four, first four games anyway. Um, I If it was me, Joe, I, I don't know if I would really sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. Uh, I would franchise tag him again just to get see where he's at again. But if, if they're going to cut their ties and cut their losses, uh, now the time to do it and maybe trade up, you know, get you a quarterback in the draft. But if you're going to rebuild, rebuild. Um, if you're not, you got to sign Dak and, and take it from there. But, however, 
I was a big Dak fan early on in his career, but I just don't see the the it factor. Yeah, he's competitive. Yeah, he he's a great leader, but to me, it's it's, it's just not it for me. Okay, that's uh, blue silver. That's Mike's take on that Prescott there. Okay, Ruben, as far as when does Earl Thomas talk start up again? I think it already is. You know, some people are talking about it jokingly. Some people definitely. You know, it's going to be, you You know, you got to find, I tweeted this during the game, you know, uh, over the weekend. You have one safety in Donovan Wilson. Like, he's your guy. That's somebody that you can build upon for 2021. Now you got to find the guy next to him, right? It's not X Woods. It's not any of these other guys around. I don't think it's even Reggie Robinson. He, he barely got any play, finally, on special teams. So, you know. You know, either go get you Justin Simmons in free agency. That's going to be, you know, uh, the first wave of free agency. He's going to be that guy. But how much money are the Cowboys going to have in free agency to spend? That's going to be the the billion-dollar question. So uh, we'll see what they do there. But, yeah, Earl Thomas talk, I think it'll 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 pop up here. But I don't think it's going to be uh, oh anything, anything like it was the last couple seasons. Because uh, nobody has signed them. Nobody. So there's something crazy that some of us probably don't know about, you know, some video or who knows what's going on with that guy. Yeah. Yes. Cowboy Mike Justin. Yeah. That, that, that's my guy there. That's my guy there. I would love him. He's going to be that first wave though. So we got to see if the Cowboys are going to want to spend any money guys. Let me know in the comments in the chat box. Do you think the Cowboys are going to be free agency players on the first wave? Or do you think they're going to go, the cheap route again. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box. Mike, give us a name who can sign if we don't sign Dak. AD is Andy Dalton is not the answer. Yeah. I really don't want to to, to go. I never I never even said Andy Dalton. Yeah. I, I don't we, we we know he's not the answer. That's that's no yeah, lie. and it, and it, it is hard to find a a, a franchise quarterback. So it, it's a, it's it's all about this contract, and it's all about the agent and this kind of thing. Uh, I think Brian Broaddus made the best uh, analysis of this. It's going to have to probably be Dak Prescott taking control of these negotiations and not let um what's his name you know hijack this negotiation again. So but see here. Yeah. But here's my thing though. Right. I wanted Dak Prescott to be franchise tagged. Okay. I wanted him, but if you're going to sign him long-term, don't go Patrick Mahomes money on this guy. You know what I'm saying? Because I stuck up for Tony Romo for years, Joe, for years. And it got me nowhere. I'm not going to stick up for Dak Cause it's got, we're still NFC championship game lists you know what i'm saying i think what that has what one playoff win two playoffs in i think it's just one honestly uh but you know i he had the running back he had the offensive line you know the defense been suspect i get it but i answer this honestly joe mm-hmm. with, with the, the the atlanta falcons game you could take it into consideration or you want if, if, if you want but toe-to-toe can, can Dak Prescott win a shootout game against the best in the league right now? Let's say Patrick Mahomes right now. Can Dak Prescott go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in a shootout game? 
I, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of what ifs, and that's the kind of thing that that I don't like about the Cowboys' offense. It's almost like you have it. You have to have everything clicking on all cylinders. You got to have your linemen. You got to have all your weapons. But let's say, I mean, if he has all that, I think he could. You know what I mean? I mean, they've had games like that where they've had shootouts and that. You know, Patrick Mahomes, the best in the league at doing it. But I mean, we have legitimate weapons right now. So if you just give them time, but that offensive line is the key to this whole thing. And that, that's where I don't want fans to get, you know, uh, complacent about this offensive line and hoping that Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are going to be back to Pro Bowl form. These guys, especially Tyron, he's on the backside of that career. Lyle, how's that hip? You and I talked about this offline. There have been no updates on either of these two guys. Why? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. have we not heard any updates on Tyron Smith's recovery why have we not heard any updates on lyle collins hip (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's a low-key concern to me i'm not gonna lie like i want to know where these guys stand right now don't hide crap from us like they always do so that's you know we'll see we'll see man (laughs) yeah absolutely not that is not close to my homes smith is done Lyle is gonna be okay. I, I mean, like that—that's what I'm saying. Like, we're hoping he's gonna be okay, right? I mean, I think he will be, but showing up out of out of weight and all this other kind of crap—you know, the hip—was it the wreck? Was it being out of shape? I don't know. So, let's just keep an eye on it, guys. Let's just keep an eye on it. I think you have to, you know, I think they've done well with trying to develop steel, you know, as a swing kind of guy, and and Brandon Knight, these kinds of guys, but. You know, if you do have to have some sort of secession plan in place, uh, you know what I mean? I, you can't just go into, we're going to play Tyron Smith until the wheels fall off. You, you know what I mean? Like, you got to have somebody at some point, I think. Donnell Jenkins makes makes a great point. We have a lot of holes if you really think about it. You're talking yeah. about your the offensive line. You're talking about, um, mm-hmm. hell, the 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 – the, the safety position, the cornerbacks, the linebackers. I mean, there, there's a lot of holes on this team. And mm-hmm. are you going to find magnificent talent in all these positions? Absolutely not. But you got to start developing or patching these holes up. If not, you're, you're going to be a second year in a row with zero pro bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You can't, uh, you know, and, you know, we're going to have all these draft picks what I don't want to happen is we have all these picks, and this ends up being 2009. Remember 2009, we had all these picks? The worst draft class in Cowboys history. So, <laughs> I mean, they got to be careful, man. And, and this is going to be a crazy draft because there, there's a lot of opt-outs that you have to really do your homework on. And the scouts, you got to really lean on these guys. It's going to be a hell of a, of a uh, draft coverage this year because – how do they look at the combine? Do they participate? Are they going to keep hiding? You know, like the opt-out guys, for me, they have to show up at the combine. I don't want to see any of these opt-out guys saying, I'm not going to participate in this and that. I don't want to hear that crap, man. I don't. <laughs> That's just me, guys. What do you guys think about that? Let me know in the comments. Mike, what do you think about that, man? They opt-out guys. Opted out for contracts. Is that what you're talking about? 
No, uh, uh, these uh, upcoming rookies to the NFL draft opting out of the season, do they participate in the NFL combine? Oh, yeah, they, they will. We'll have vaccines by then ready to go. <clears throat> yeah, Will McClay wasn't around in 2009. But some of the guys that, that are still in the building are, you know, talking about scouts and some of these other guys. So um, we'll see, you know, the Will McClay magic to me, the luster, it's not as bright as it used to be. I think he's been riding the coattails of that. Zach Martin selection over Johnny Manzo. And, you know, I mean, some, some of these draft classes have been good, though. I mean, the 2018 draft class, like, like we just covered, I think those first three picks and Dalton Schultz, I think this has been one of the better ones that, that McClay has had, you know, since drafting Zach Martin, in, in my opinion. I think it's a low-key, you know, pretty solid, especially on the top side of that draft class. So, you know, I, he's, I still like Will McClay, but um, – Player personnel and, and the and the free agents that, that they brought in here, he they they whiffed on all those guys. That that I have to give him a black eye on that one there. You know what I mean? You know who I forgot about this entire time? And uh, he's part of the 2019 draft club, but Tristan Hill. Any updates on him? I haven't heard <laughs> I forgot about the guy. Yeah, so another one we haven't heard about. And then that's another area. That's like Donnell said, we have a lot of holes. You got to. Uh, you have to imagine that they're going to throw in another pick there, a big body. Let's get a run stuffing guy, a trash can that you cannot move, no matter what you do. I think we need that desperately. I think we need that big body in the middle, man. Hmm. <clears throat> Opt out, better show up for the combine. Yes, sir. I agree, Vern. Absolutely, absolutely. Maurice Kennedy. Let's see. Let's see what he does. Sean Slayer, that's that's another opt-out player. We'll see what he does. Northwestern, we'll see what he does. 2019 Cowboys hit on McGovern. Pollard, Donovan Wilson, yep, yep. So far, so good. Marvin Wilson, yeah, I like that player there, Mike. That was a good one. Let's look at this. Let's take a peek at this uh, upcoming game, guys. The Cowboys and Eagles, right? You lose and you're out. If you want to have any playoff aspirations, does this team even deserve and to be in the playoffs? You know, you have people that don't want to win anymore. They want the draft pick right now. We're sitting at – where are we at right now? 10, 12, something like that? I think we moved up with these a couple of games that, that happened here over the last couple of days. I so, thought we were at nine. Uh, yeah, I think we're at nine, and I think that uh, one of these games, like, affected it. I, I forgot which it was. The Jets losing. Are the Jets winning affected some of the stuff? Let me take a look at Tankathon. Yeah, Cowboys are actually sitting at eight. Oh, amazing. Okay, we're uh, Philadelphia is at seven, Dallas is at eight, and the Chargers are at nine. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. So, guys, right out the gate, are we going to beat the Eagles? Mike, what's your thoughts on the game here coming up here with the Eagles? It depends on what defense shows up, to be honest. Yes, um, exactly. And, and and it depends on what Kellen Moore's calling, dude, because he's still calling some crappy plays. Mm. Yeah. Like, God, you want to talk about a coordinator being gone, no more Nolan. Jesus, hashtag no more Nolan. I'm, I, how do you call those crappy plays, bro, and still have an NFL job? All the stupid screens to Tony Pollard and – 
and, and back-to-back screens, dude. Like that, that killed me. Yeah, that drove is, me. Is this Boise total. State, Rod? Is this boy? Is our football field blue or green? Jesus Christ! Pull your head out of it, buddy. Start calling some NFL plays. Good I, God. Yeah, that and that, I think that's the thing about Kellen Moore is the consistency. Like, like he'll start out. You know, with some a good good series here and there, and then when you get down to the crunch time, like the fourth quarter, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. We had like these same plays, and then we had that crazy, stupid circus crap they're trying to do. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, you're throwing the ball off the other side of the field, and it was a complete disaster. Like that series, I, that's the series you're talking about. I, I hated that series. It was a three and out. It was pathetic. Dude, I, I need to go back and look and see how many three and outs we've had under Kellen Moore's leadership, bro, last year and this year. I need to go look and see because this guy can't call a third down play to save his life. He, he's, I, barely, he's, yeah. he's barely learning how to call red zone plays. Yeah, it is, it's – it's uh, and then, you know, some people will look at, oh, we're top this, we're top that. But, that dude, you can be number one. You still have a bunch of L's. Okay, we so. Were, we're number one with an eight and eight record. Yeah, so it, it's, um, I, I want to see the killer instinct play calling. And I think that's where McCarthy needs to step in and just be like, the play calling is mine now, okay? <laughs> like. It's it's my it, yeah. It all depends on what defense shows up and what offensive new coordinator shows up. If he tries to out scheme and out smart the Eagles, bud, that defense they play us two times a year. They got Kellen Moore's film for two years now. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna eat our dust, dude. That's a great point. Yeah, they they're gonna have to uh, if they legitimately want to win this game. I think McCarthy has to have a, a more influence on this game plan and possibly calling the plays because that some of that goofy stuff man i just it drove me nuts bro i was like what are you doing are you trying to lose the game and here's my thing too with kellen moore dude so yeah. you got tony pollard he's not uh, he he can run inside if you have a healthy offensive line right but why keep running him down the middle use his speed on the Throw him a toss, you know, run some shotgun, a, 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 a delayed handoff. Quit running him up the gut, dude. He's only going to get two yards. You look at your offensive line. Use Pollard. I love it how they they were using him out and he was catching the ball. You know, I, I love that part. But when it came to handing the ball off, Kellen Moore got it completely wrong. He, Tony Pollard could have got 100 yards rushing in that game. Yeah. If, I, I, Kel, if Kellen Moore called a great game. Nah, I agree, man. I totally agree. And uh, Stevie Mac had a great point here. We literally need a run game coordinator because Kellen is so bad at calling the run plays. I totally agree. He is. I mean, you do a toss. You do a 10-yard toss. So, <laughs> I mean, he, as fast as Pollard is, you give him a 10-yard toss, or Zeke for that matter. You got to make up that room, hit the line, then try to make somebody miss. It's stupid. They got to take the toss plays out of the playbook. They suck. The little out screens – they mm-hmm. never work. That that's the, a, the wide receiver reverses getting more Cooper killed. Those are those are sorry, man. Like those plays have to get out of the play. And those are those are what do you call it? Um, th- that's Kellen Moore stuff. Like those those are um, his signature plays. Those are plays that he has in every game, and they never work. And if they do, it's it's rare. It's because CD Lamb made a guy miss. That's the only time it's worked this year. 
Yeah. Because CD, CD Lamb made a guy miss. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. I agree with Vern. Stefanski, I have to say that I was wrong about Stefanski. I think he's turned that crap around. I, they look really good right now. P calling the plays, utilizing what they have. Baker Mayfield, utilizing his skill set. These guys. Uh, LeFleur with uh, Green Bay, I think he's calling some awesome plays as well. Like, when I'm watching these games, I'm like, man, I wish our offense would be creative like this, not the reverses and all this other stupid stuff that Kellen tries to do. Um, add something new. We've seen those reverses in, in the quick out screens. That there's, yeah, I agree, man. The defense does need to show up, Mike. And, you know, I, I agree. Well, who's It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Which one are we going to get? Are we going to get the guys that are like, all right, we're going to get after these guys? I mean, that was – I mean, we still got – points you know on us but at least they looked uh they look better they look like a cohesive team for the most part and donovan wilson i mean damn that's a game-changing safety you know he jumps the routes he'll hit the hell out of you i love that guy uh, he's been getting a lot of hate from other cowboy youtubers about his coverage skills this is his first time ever starting <laughs> let the guy develop don't don't say he's trash just yet. He's the only one hitting and making some some type of plays on this damn defense. G yeah. Give him some time. You gave everybody else time. Give some. Mm -hmm. Give Donovan Wilson some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. No. That's for real, man. I'm I'm all about it, man. They they should have started uh, Donovan Wilson earlier. I mean, they wanted to be stubborn and and keep Steele out there from the get go to develop him. But they don't do the same thing with Donovan Wilson. It was so frustrating. Instead, you roll out Darian Thompson, garbage as hell. Uh, who are the other? I mean, just forgettable safeties out there. Donovan Wilson, to me, is a breath of fresh air. It is. It really is. We got a thumper in the middle. I don't know what happened to Xavier Woods and his thumping abilities, but he, yeah. he something's not right with him. What's that, so he, he's not hitting people. What's that 70%. <laughs> that's the I'm, thing too man I, I saw i saw donovan wilson come from his side of the field and you know go after the quarterback when he was rolling out he still chased him down this guy with carson Wentz too xavier woods would say he said this in an interview why am i gonna go and chase a guy on the other side of the field like that is pathetic to me like when i saw that's that player yeah, it's crap. I'm ready for Woods to get the hell out of here. Like, that's not it. Like, Donovan Wilson, that effort, it was badass. I, I I like that. I like that very much, guys. Make sure you guys hit like on this video, guys. If you've enjoyed the conversation tonight, make sure you pound on that like button if you would, please. We do appreciate it very much. Let's get to 40. All we need is six. If you have if six people, you haven't hit like button, hit the like button. Let's get to 40. 40, 40, 40. Tell them, Joe. Smash it like what? Smash it like your favorite girlfriend, baby. Come on, guys. Hit that pound on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pound on it. It's perfect weather for it. Perfect weather. You guys know how, how it goes, guys. But, uh, Mike, more. yeah. Mike, I think that's it for tonight's show. Great show. Great comments here in the chat box. I am, and uh, we can't do it without you guys. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Absolutely. First of all, Merry Christmas to you and your family, Joe. Um, Thank you, man. You know, I, I know COVID circumstances and stuff like that, but I hope you're able to enjoy it somehow with some family, some type of way. So Merry Christmas to all the subscribers here that keep it interacting. 
Uh, can't do it without you guys. I look forward every Tuesday to sit here with my homie Joe to look forward to talking with you guys. Um, but Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner, uh, Cowboys Corner on Twitter. And then, uh, guys, we, we, we did the three-year draft review. You can go to the FriscoReport.com. They got – Joe does an amazing job. He got all the draft classes on there. I actually used that website to follow along with Joe on the show today. So the FriscoReport.com is where you can find that. Merry Christmas again, guys. Stay blessed. That's awesome. I do appreciate you, bro. Happy – Merry Christmas to you as well. You know, uh, you know, hopefully everything goes well for everybody that's out there, you know, with your friends and family. Merry Christmas to all you guys and uh, appreciate every subscriber that's out there. Two more thumbs up. Come on, guys. Hit that pound button. Pound that button before we head out here and we'll catch you for the next one, guys. Peace, everybody.